Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <laughs> you get out of that song quick, don't you? <laughs> Just in case. Yeah, it's uh, Carton and Roberts on the fan, 877-337-6666. Yo, we should acknowledge at some point, I think, right, that there is a, uh, a football game on Sunday? Oh, yeah. Uh, it's That's amazing. Right. It's you know, one of the genius things. And I'm not sure if this is a David Stern deal or an Adam Silver deal. You tell me if you know. But whoever decided to make the NBA trade deadline the Thursday before the Super Bowl to, to uh, steal some shine away from the NFL was a genius. Well, that you know where that came from, actually? It came from the fact that the trade deadline used to be after the All-Star game. And the reason that was a problem is there'd be all these trade rumors, and then at the All-Star game, that's all people would want to talk about. So think about if this trade deadline hadn't happened. The whole All-Star game would be about Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant. Where's he going? What about Pascal Siakam? So they made a decision. I think it was about four or five years ago, so it was somewhat so recent. So it's an Adam Silver deal. To, yeah, definitely Adam Silver. To move the trade deadline prior to the All-Star game, so that the All-Star game doesn't become this incredibly awkward event. If memory oh, serves it, I correct, it. I think Mello, when he ended up with your team, the whole Mello drama was occurring at the All-Star game. So I think that was a part of it. And then you just do the timing of the All-Star game and the timing of the trade deadline, and it leads to this. The trade deadline being right around the Super Bowl. Yeah, so Pat Beverly got traded up from the Lakers, right? Uh, and the meme that's out there right now is uh, him crying with the caption, I'm sorry, LeBron, I should have celebrated your record the other night. It's <laughs> 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 great. Uh, the NBA's great like that, man. The NBA, more than any other sport, dudes take shots. They, they, they fire shots at one another all day, every day. Ooh. No other sport. Like, cornerbacks do that somewhat towards receivers and back and forth, but across the board... The NBA guys snipe at each other. That's what we need more from baseball. That's why when Josh Donaldson called Garrett Cole a cheater a few years ago, it was awesome. I was like, yes. yeah, we need more of that. Exactly. Let's get more hatred in baseball. Yeah, and the greatest GM in town tried to try to uh, capitalize on that by bringing Donaldson here to get you know, Garrett uh, in a go. Had that work? Well, Garrett had a pretty good year. Had Josh Donaldson. Do he did not. Okay. Yeah, he was on the wrong side of that. <laughs> Garrett Cole's like, I told you, you work for me. It's one of those deals. Keep my name out your mouth. That's <laughs> what he said. Here's uh, Scott in Jackson, New Jersey. Scott, what's yeah, going I, on? I don't know what planet we're on and how this does not fall entirely on Kevin Durant. All right. They gave, they gave him carte blanche to, do, to pick the coach, to bring Kyrie in, bring Harden in. This is on Durant and only Durant. 
Well, I think, I think you reversed the first part. I don't think, and, and maybe I'm wrong, but this is how I would have surmised over three and a half years. Kevin Durant only came here because of Kyrie Irving. So ultimately, mm-hmm. they got Durant because Kyrie grew up as a Nets fan, is from Jersey, and chose the Nets. And that led to Durant even wanting to come here. But Durant is not a leader. And I call, when, he, when he first came over to the Nets, my, my, who else, Mike Francesa was in your time slot at this yeah. point. I called up that I heard guy does not have the intestinal fortitude to lead a team. And he's, he's proven Scott, it. Scott, Scott, well, Scott, Scott, I will say this. You are right. And I don't think anyone's arguing with you about that. Kevin Durant has proven in his time here that he is an amazing basketball player. Absolutely. And I got a lot of joy watching him play basketball. But there were a lot of examples where he's not that leader. And guess what? When he goes to Phoenix, even though Chris Paul is not the guy he used to be, he ain't going to be the leader there either because Chris Paul is. And maybe that's the best thing that could ever happen to Kevin Durant. So observing him, watching someone every single day, not missing a minute, yes, I agree with Scott's point. And if you made that call to me and Joe or Mike or Boom or Craig, whoever you made that call to – they may have disagreed at the time. Yeah. Now I've got more evidence. You're right. Barkley's right. He's not a bus driver. Nope. He's an incredible talent. It has nothing to do with his and talent. And obviously part of the reason of coming to Brooklyn was he allegedly was sensitive about people making that point that he was only going to win a title with uh, when you put him on a great team. That he was not, and- even though he's the finals MVP, it was Steph's team, right? It was the Draymond's team. Uh, I was Clay's team. Come to Brooklyn. You're the man. You lead a team to a championship. That we can shut everybody up. That was a miserable and, and Craig, failure. After Kyrie gets traded, you look at the wings that they added, the defense that they had, Claxton's emergence. You could disagree with me all you want. They had a puncher's chance. And if Durant won a title with that, where the second best player on the team is an emerging Nick Claxton, I mean, oh my God, then the debate ends, right? You and he think. chose no to that. He said, no, I'm not right. going to do that. I don't believe in that, well, so I'm out. Does it, well, here's what you learned about Kevin Durant. On Twitter, he's happy to tell you about how great a basketball player he is. No one's ever going to dispute his greatness. He's a first bout Hall of Fame. He's one of the great players to ever play. But you learned a lot about Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant didn't want the smoke of being a leader without having superstars around him. Because you're right, you could make an argument. Not that they're going to beat the Celtics in a seven-game series or Milwaukee in a seven-game series, but I like my chances when Kevin Durant's healthy to beat just about anybody. And you could have put together, and they were putting together, a competent group of guys around him who played different roles. But he didn't didn't want to prove to himself or anybody else that he could lead those guys to a title. He chose no. Now... You, if if the Phoenix Suns win a title this year, you know what the story's going to be. It's not going to be, let's laud the great Kevin Durant. No. It's going to be a continuation of, yeah, sure. When you got Devin Booker to your left and CP Paul uh, three to your right and a young emerging star who was you know, questionable at that. Well, in Aiton, you can win a lot of games. So, so but what happened in Brooklyn? He will get – look, he'll get a lot of credit because he wins an NBA championship, and I don't think joining the Suns is anywhere similar to joining Golden State, but you're right in this regard. Chris Paul's the veteran leader on this team, yep. and Devin Booker's the emerging young star on this team. But much like in Golden State, Kevin Durant's the best player on Not, that team. Uh, no, no argument. No argument. You could make an argument about Steph because of his shooting, obviously. But Kevin no Durant argument. was the best player on that yeah, team. That's why he was the MVP of the finals. No doubt. But, look, this whole legacy thing, 
I got to tell you, especially I now. I think it was important to him. That's why he came okay. here. Well, guess what? He didn't win here. That, that, and now, you know what? Screw legacy. Let me go win. Go, okay, go win. Yep. And quite frankly, I don't even care anymore. Like, well, I'm, I don't care about his legacy. He came here. He was here for two and a half years. He missed a lot of time. I loved watching him play basketball. I can't lie about it. It's over. I don't care about his legacy. They go argue that on TV, what his legacy is. So if you cares what his you, legacy is? If you is. got divorced, you wouldn't care about your wife's legacy? It's a different kind of divorce. He's not Jacob DeGrom, Craig. He's marrying us. <laughs> That's not. my guy. Get yeah. the jersey. I thought he was my guy, but it's not Jacob I, DeGrom. By the way, and you owe me a real big thank you. For not getting the jersey. Because I, that would have cost me like $100. I would have gotten you the damn jersey, and I knew better. I knew not to take my um, money out and get you a jersey. I, I knew it. Can I ask you a question? As a matter of fact, I want the Kevin Durant figurine back, too. Yeah, the the one I gave you. For I can't your kids. take that away from Jet. He still likes Kevin Durant. He told me that this morning, and I yeah? said that's fine. Yeah, he likes. Uh huh. Still a Nets fan, but he said, "No, I like Kevin." Uh, Kevin you might want to tell him to Uncle Craig. He wants to talk to him later today. No, what I'm going to tell him is here's a Cam Thomas jersey. Uh -huh. I'm going to tell him. Yeah, maybe say Nicholas Claxton, baby. Maybe it's time that's for my guy. Uh huh. Maybe it's time for him to be a Nick fan. No. Why would he do that? Because Kevin Durant disappointed him the way he did. Yeah, well, you know what? That's a lesson of being a sports fan. Because I'm almost 40 years old, and my entire sports life is disappointment. So I am going to get club. to grow old with Kevin Durant. He's going to be here for the rest of his career. Oopsie doopsie. That's a cold take. Oopsie doopsie. That's a cold take. <laughs> that, that, that even for you is a tough one. I should have known that even signing a contract extension in the NBA <laughs> doesn't mean anything. Yeah, like of all the things you said, that's the hardest one to live with. I am going to get to grow old with Kevin Durant. That's He's going to be here for the rest of his career. That one's a tough pill to swallow. You know what pissed me off? I made a comment earlier about DeGrom. Because I lost DeGrom, who was my favorite player. You know that I lost Durant. I said, as painful as this is, and it is painful. You've suffered no, a lot this year. Nowhere close to DeGrom. Yeah. And I got these people arguing with me. Saying, oh, DeGrom's old. He was always hurt. Durant's the best. Let me tell you something. For Kevin Durant. The Brooklyn Nets have two pretty good 27-year-old players, 26-year-old players, and they got a million draft picks. For Jacob DeGrom, I got a 40-year-old former Cy Young Award winner. So anyone who wants to have this debate with me, and it's an emotional debate, just remember that, okay? Just remember, the return on DeGrom is Justin Verlander. The return on Durant, not saying these guys are as good, but at least there's you know, five first-round You got seven guys. Michael's Bridges, uh, Cameron Johnson, and we'll see. So I know I'm emotional in that regard, and I admit that, but come on now, if we're really going to compare this. I have at least hope that the Durant trade can be looked at as, ah, it worked out. Unless the Mets win a World Series and Verlander's repeating his Cy Youngs and DeGrom's arm falls off, am I going to look at it that way? I don't think so. But, yes, I've had a lot of pain over the last few months. Thanks for noticing. Uh, I'm just, listen, I'm here to support you, big fella. I'm here to make uh, your fall a little bit easier so that you land on a bed of feathers and not a bed of tacks. Because I know when you woke up this morning at 5 a.m. to your phone blowing up, I'm well aware that it was a tough day for you. And coming in here today knowing that the audience was waiting to hear your pain and having to live through that, I knew today was going to be a tough day for you. And the guys knew it, too. They both reached out to me. Hey, is he all right? He hasn't answered our calls. Is he going to be okay? Yeah, I called him at 1.30 in the morning. He didn't answer because I was going to try to console him, but I, I, it went right to voicemail. So By I think way, he gave the who old was on the radio uh, overnight when the uh, news broke, kind of like when um, uh, Carlos, Vincent Carlos Correa, Vincent. right? Yeah. Was it the Carlos Correa deal went south? 
Uh, Vincent Va Vincent was no, on the No, when air? they signed Carlos Correa. I apologize. When they signed him. When, when they we signed him. When we naively thought Carlos yeah. Correa was going to be a man. And was Vincent Va Vincent on last night as he, well? He was not. Uh, young Mr. Patrick Boyle was on the air when the news broke. Pat Boyle was. Yeah, your boy Pat Boyle. That's my guy. Yep. Do you guys have audio of that? We do. Uh, uh, WFAN put a uh, video out, Matt. Was it uh, dead air like uh, Vincent Vaughn, or was it something else? It was something else, actually. It was right. not like Paulie. So we did not get dead air. We did not. We had it right here. Here's uh, when the story broke that Kevin Durant was traded to Phoenix. Our own Patrick Anthony Boyle. Go. Kevin Durant has just been traded to the Phoenix Suns for a package that includes Mikael Bridges, Cam Johnson, and four first-round picks. No way! Whoa. He's gone! Yep. Brian McKeon on the other side of the glass helping to break the news. Are you kidding me? Who's that? That's a real trade? That's, that's a not, real That's trade. not butt-crack sports or ball-sack sports? No, Shams. Shams Sharania! Durant is gone! Hmm. Wow! Wow! Incredible! I'd also like to know that I broke the Korea news on the air, too, so... You did. Right, you helped right, Rosenberg right. break the Korea news. All right, there you go. Uh, I believe Pat's a Nick fan, too, right? Yeah. yeah he's yeah, wearing nice. a Nick shirt in the... Uh, <laughs> so he's oh, celebrating? that's fantastic. He, probably, he must have been praying that, that would have happened. So, that is fantastic. That is so typical for our radio station. <laughs> Rocking a Nick, a Nick shirt. A Nick fanboy responding in joy and celebration, which is fair, because that's how a lot of Nick fans reacted. And who's the other that? guy trying to take credit for uh, breaking uh, Bro- the two shirts? That's well, Brian McKean. Brian McKeon. Do I know him? I don't know who you know. He does shows, too. Yeah? He does yeah. some shows, yep. Oh, good for I, him. He, he's with me a lot on Saturday mornings. Yeah, you let him talk or no? I try. I let him a, <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Did you let Connor Green talk yesterday? Yeah, did you listen? I, I missed it. I oh. did. I did. Can I, you can forced I, me I totally to, forgot to Can listen. I critique what I heard? Yeah. Oh, here we go. Nah, uh, yeah, all right. It's like you interviewed him. Oh, boy. Like you said, well, so he's not Connor, in the room what do you with think me? of this? Oh boy! Well, I did a monologue and I said, "So, what's your take?" <laughs> you sounded like interviewing him. Wait, so you, I had—it's a thirteen-minute segment. You make it sound like we sat down for a full show. You didn't and do I a show him. together. You no. interviewed him. Yeah, I brought him on the, the topic I was going to discuss. All right, so just so you, you we allowed you allowed him to co-host with you, but you still did your own monologue. Well, no, I did like three <laughs> minutes and then brought him in. Yeah. Uh, so you, but you brought him in, at, you monologued for a little bit, and then said, "Oh, by the way, Connor's here. Craig wanted me to let him be a part of the show." Almost exactly but verbatim what I said. Let I me said, do my monologue first. I said that uh, he figured out something that not enough people in this bi- building know. What's that? That it doesn't matter how many you know demos you hand in. It doesn't matter how much work you put in. Emmanuel doing play by play for minor league baseball teams a waste of time. Walk in here. Wrestle some papers around, pick up a paper clip, make eye contact with you, yeah. and you're co-hosting a bridge show. I mean, that, they don't get it. Accurate. People don't get it. All you do is it's come so to me. Simple. You do whatever you want around here. <laughs> so yeah, simple. especially if Evans talking about something right? boring and you're not interested, and then Connor walks in. Oh then you're yeah, oh, you got to pick your time right. No doubt. Timing is yeah, everything. Timing right? is By the everything. way, if you want to host a show on this radio station, that's that's the right way to do it. But he didn't get to host the show. He just got interviewed for four minutes. Just find me at the right day, and you're on the air that day. Like, that's yeah. it. You're good to go. By but, the way, Craig, you always talk about winners and losers. There yes. was another big thing that happened this morning. Are you aware of this? Well, obviously, I mean, I'm well aware of the Durant thing. The Nets are yeah. losers. No. Nets fans, by proxy, no. Something are related also to our losers. Show. Something related and, to our show. Yeah, Nick fans are winners. No. There's winners and losers. Not Nick's Nets related. Carton and Roberts show related. Carton and Roberts show related. Yes. 
that would fall under the umbrella of winners and losers? Winners and losers. We are number oh, one. Michael Ross Common brought us wings and nobody else. No, no, no. Has nothing to do with uh, your stomach wings. Has to do with our show being number one. I do not know. The good folks at Barrett Sports Media, yeah. uh, they voted. I think yeah. it's PDs across the country. Yeah. We are the number one afternoon drive sports talk show yeah. in the country. Number one. There you go. Number one. Did you also know that two plus two is four? Uh, I know now. <laughs> I thought it was 22. Yeah, because I was well aware that we were number No. Uh, is that right? The, yes. Uh, I, I was aware of that. I'm not going to pretend like I wasn't. Big full-page uh, spread. Uh, you tweeted about uh, it, so that'd be difficult. Uh, a full-page oh, right. spread? <laughs> So we are the number one, the best afternoon sports talk show mm-hmm. in the country, is what you're saying, in a major market. Yes, major market. Well, markets. let me just say to Barrett Sports Media, thank you. That's a very nice honor. I appreciate that very much. Who came in second place? Um, does it matter? No. I, I mean, it does, actually, to me. <laughs> Derek Jeter would always yeah. say it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. If I didn't win uh, at no. all, I don't care. Yes. Uh, all right. Well, that was we, a Jeter thing. So we came in first. It doesn't matter who came in second. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> I win. I'm oh, sorry. We win. Yeah. We win. We win. Uh, that's, that's fantastic. we win. That's, I imagine the other shows here were also number one in their respective time slots. No? Uh, I don't know. Were they? I, I don't were believe they? so. No. Oh, they weren't. Oh, oh sorry. Oh, I apologize. No worries. I just assumed. Oh, <laughs> I just assumed that Wait, so they weren't. Would be number one in every know. day part. They weren't. Now I have no idea. Well, I, I know the answer. I know I that there's crap. Number one because there's winners and losers. Losers. That's exactly right. Well, thank you for bringing that to my attention, and thank you to Barrett. That's very kind of them to think of us in that regard. What is it based on? Uh, I believe they have like a thousand program directors and GMs coast to coast who are in the industry who are aware of all the, the shows that exist and they vote on it. Gotcha. So it's kind of like making it to the Hall of Fame. Right. There's writers that follow baseball that watch every player. Right. They vote. Gotcha. So there was a vote and we won. Uh, do we get any bonus for this? Because I'm spending a lot of money this weekend in Vegas. Oh, uh, by the way, I'm so proud of Evan Roberts. <laughs> Evan, Evan turned a major life corner today. And I know you don't want me to say this publicly, but I, I am. Do? I don't care. What would I do? Evan Roberts made a life decision. Your beautiful wife and you. I've been busting his balls for a month now because he's going to Vegas tomorrow to go take his wife to Adele as a like a honeymoon or whatever, a gift, right? Going to be great. And I said to him many times, you're flying first class, right? It's a six-hour flight. Yeah. It's like, no, man, the Adele tickets are very expensive. <laughs> you, know, you got to budget this kind of thing. We're flying coach. I was disgusted by that. Yeah, you weren't happy. Then I said to him, where are you staying? You on the strip? He goes, well, we're staying at a hotel kind of off the strip. That Sinatra one stayed at. And it's very old, and it's going to be great, and you got to be uh, smart financially. And I was living about that. And then he comes to me this morning. He goes, Uncle Craig, <laughs> I did it. I did it, and I feel good about it. Tell me it was the right thing to do. I need encouragement that what I did was right, and then I can move on and not. I'm stressed out over it. My man upgraded to first class round trip, and he got himself a spot on the strip. That's right. Oh, and you upgraded the hotel. That's right. Good for you. He's and at, you know when yeah, things started that, to change? I'm, now I'm proud of him. I'm so happy. When things started to change was this morning, and my wife looked at me and said. So you're coming home after the show tonight? And I was like, oh, no, um, 
Remember Brooklyn Net Game. Dinwiddie's debut, kind of a big deal. Oh my God, Dinwiddie's and, debut, second, she, second debut, and she gave me a look. Yeah, I don't blame and her. I, I looked this back one, at her. She should be like, Durant's gone. Get your ass home. <laughs> I gave. She gave me a look, and I looked back at her, and I said, "You know something, honey? I think we should go first class, and I think we should stay at a better hotel." Yes, and everything changed. See that? Oh, you're so happy. Oh, you're I'm going first class. Yeah, couple cocktails. Take a little nappy nap on the way. Or unless you're probably watching a basketball game. Uh, <laughs> no, on your own no, bed. no, no. Yeah, upgraded the hotel. Let's go. Yeah, it's going to change how you watch the Super Bowl now, where you're going to be staying at. Uh, yeah. It's going to be great. I'm looking forward to it. Matter of fact, I know where you're staying. And uh, offline, we can have a little chat. I can give you a, a little some help on what to do. Oh, thank you very All right, much. Non gambling. Just uh, there's certain places there that you might not know about. That you could access. Right. That would be uh, fun for you to watch the game from. All right, I appreciate all. it. Nothing most, more, nothing less. Most important thing is 8 o'clock Saturday night, the Delsa Tones of Adele. Assuming she still performed. Dude, yes. let me tell you something. Yeah, because like, that's, that's always questionable. That would make my anger over the Durant trade Mickey Mouse stuff. Yeah. If Adele isn't on that freaking stage uh-huh. at 8 o'clock on Saturday bleeping night in Las Vegas, Nevada. Well, so she will be there, yeah. Craig. She will be there, Why, and wait. she will sing, and it will be beautiful, and we'll all be a, happy. You'd get your money back, and you'd have a free Saturday night in Vegas. It's not the worst thing in the world. Yeah, no, but you, here's the problem. And your he, wife won't he, be He'd have a couple thousand bucks, yeah, which he could then just go lose. That's true. Yeah. So he's better off waiting until he gets back. I'm better off. Before you get the credit on that, right. Exactly. I would end up in reinvesting that money very quickly. Uh, well, here's the issue for you. She apparently has been incommunicado with her people ever since uh, Harry Styles won the Grammy. And she apparently threw a fit. Now, I'm not saying this is just a legend. And has not been heard from since her Grammy night uh, flipping out over the fact that uh, Harry Styles won the Grammy. So what does that mean? Uh, maybe she's so upset she can't perform on Saturday. Oh, no, she's performing. <laughs> You're going to go find her? She's going to perform. <laughs> and it's going to be beautiful. Yeah. I'm very confident of that. I, I know where she's staying. Where she's staying? Yeah. Did, I read something that, like, they built her something. Isn't she staying, like, in a house they well, built her? Well, I mean, so where is she? Is, the, is Caesars the... Yeah, the residency is at Caesars Palace, yes. So Caesars owns the Rio. And the Rio, which is a dumpy hotel, it's where they do the uh, the World Series of Poker, actually. The, the Rio built a tower. That you could never access. Mm-hmm. And it's a tower that has, I believe it's either four or six now, like 20,000 square foot homes uh, in the tower. Yep. Right? And private pools. Wow. You know, like the whole nine, like very opulent. Usually reserved for ridiculous uh, whales, gamblers, or the uh, talent that has a residency. She has a residency. It's owned by Caesars. So a lot of times they don't like to stay where they perform they like to just get away a little bit for some privacy. And it's no joke, like a 20,000 square foot, multi-level, like ridiculous, badass wow. apartment. Um, that's tremendous. Yeah, so that's where they stay. She only so. performs Saturdays and Fridays, so she doesn't even have to be in Vegas that much. Right. She could be with Rich Paul in L.A. at the Laker game. Yeah. She probably was, by the way. Possibly, Wouldn't yeah. be surprised, right? She wasn't performing that night, that LeBron LeBron She could be at that Laker game, but on Saturday night, yeah. on stage. Well, I'm just I'm hoping that she's gotten over her Grammy diss and you get to see her. She'll be just fine. you never fine. know temperamental singers. No, ever. no, 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 no. Don't do that. Don't do <laughs> that. Temperamental singers. 
<laughs> that would that would annoy me. I'm By the way, lie. Darren Ravel's going to join us in about 15 minutes uh, from uh, Phoenix. He's uh, got a lot of interesting things going on there uh, in the world of uh, odds and gambling uh, and whatnot that uh, are interesting and some of the really stupid things people are doing that I want to call your attention to uh, so that you don't make the same mistakes a lot of other people are making. Here's uh, Dominic in Staten Island. Dominic, what's going on, kiddo? What's up, guys? I, um, you know, I've never been a big basketball fan. Yeah. And I think today I, uh, I think I finally realized why. Go ahead. In what other sport did guys pick the city they want to play in, pick who they want to team up with, pick the coach? I'm pretty sure they handpicked Nash, correct me if I'm wrong, and then in three years cry and demand to be traded. I've never heard of that in my life. I do And think, I think I realized why I don't watch basketball. Fair point. I'm I do think I a part of why – because you – Obviously, you're right. I think you could pick your team in every other sport. It's called free agency. But the other stuff, I think, is very accurate. I think a part of why guys have that power is just the nature of the game, that one player can impact so much. And there's really no other sport. I guess you could argue NFL quarterbacks. But there's no other sport where one player changes a team that dramatically. And so because of that, I think you just naturally have that kind of power. And so I think it's the nature of the sport that leads to that more than anything else, in my opinion. Yeah, no, you're probably right. I just think it's crazy for anyone to blame anyone else but them. Obviously, I don't know the inner works, but you know it's, it's absurd to pick that whole scenario. And then I think Dom, Dom, I think up. you're, I think you're mostly right. Like right now, when I'm kind of laying out the blame, Kyrie Irving's going to get most of it. But I think like most things yeah. in life, it's not just one person. Like, are there things this owner could have done differently? Yeah. Are there things this general manager could have done differently? Yes. Are there things Kevin Durant certainly could have done differently? Yes. But right now, today, the blame to me is mostly at the feet of Kyrie Irving. And like I said earlier, he brought KD into this world right. with the Nets, and he also ended it. So it's it's weird. Like, I'm mad at him, but I also know without him wanting to come here, Craig, Nobody Durant's not coming here. Right. No, I agree with that 100%. The problem is that he blew the whole thing up. Yeah. You know, and you never really got a chance to enjoy it because whether it was the vaccine, whether it was the uh, the anti-Semitism stuff, whether it was the Nets making the ridiculously stupid decision not to play him on the road during the vaccine stuff, which is mind-boggling at the time we both said it, uh, to all the other nonsense, you know, you never got to really see what it was going to be. And we can we could argue this, but certainly with everything, the way everything has played out, I stand by something I said that you won't play because I was right about it. Okay. And that is the biggest mistake they made was trading for James Harden. It's the biggest mistake. It set the franchise back. If they had control of their own draft picks, if they still had Karis LeVert and Jared Allen, it would have been different because remember, Craig, when they added Durant and Irving, and this is a misnomer, they gave up nothing to have them come here. Nothing. Right. Okay, D'Angelo Russell was let go. That's the one caveat. Nothing where they gave up everything was the idea of trading for James Harden. And they gave up everything to get him. And that was the mistake. And that was the last-minute thing because, as we've talked about on this show, Harden to Philly was a wrap. It only changed because at the last minute, uh, your boy, Sean Marks, said when he got the phone call, we're going to Philly unless you want to beat the offer. And he goes, take all of our draft picks. Now, why do you do that? And this goes back to something else. Why did Sean Marks do that? Because remember what happened at that time. Kyrie Irving disappeared. We didn't know where the hell he was. Right. That's and so he, he was showing up at a birthday party online for a politician. And at right? the time, there was a thought. I even had this fear. I said, Craig, he may never come back. I have no idea. Right. And so I think a part of the desperation that Sean Marks had was he didn't trust Kyrie. 
So he went out and traded for James Harden as Kyrie Irving insurance, and that's why all roads in this horrible, horrible three and a half years lead back to Kyrie Irving. Well, both ways, though. The the, the prospect of being really, really good yes. and winning championships and the fact that the damn thing got blown up. Uh, he takes credit and responsibility for all of it, uh, period, stop. But I understand why some people who are not diehard NBA fans do get turned off by the amount of player movement there is. Like Russell Westbrook is now on his sixth team in four years. Like it's or five and four, whatever it is. It's stupid. Like, and I'm not saying there shouldn't be free agency. Of course there should be, because the free market should dictate what you're worth and how you can make a lot of money. And obviously we all fully support that. But I understand a guy that doesn't love NBA basketball saying, I don't know who I'm rooting for. Yeah, but we get that in the other sports a lot too now. Yeah, it seems like the NBA more than any other uh, the movement is more frequent. Yeah, because I think it goes back to the point I was making earlier. Each player is just so much more important because there's only five guys on the floor. Yeah. One guy changes everything. Yeah, but it, So I think that brings more attention to it. But you're going down a bad road because I know what's next from you. What's that? You and your partner in crime over there. What? The notion of, you know, one out of five guys, it's like every NBA game counts for 23 uh, baseball games. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I can't have that. Anyhow, we got Dan Ravel coming up in a bit. We have uh, the New York Mets coming up a little bit later on today as they have purchased a Super Bowl commercial. And if you haven't seen it yet, it is out there on uh, all social media platforms. And I give the Mets credit. It's good. It's clever. It's funny. It's quick. And uh, I have to give them credit on this one. They did a good job. We'll get into that a little bit later on. It's worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <laughs> 
Carton and Roberts on the fan. WFAN, WFAN-FM, and WFAN.com. On NetFan tonight, baby. 4.30 on the fan. It's my Dinwiddie debut night, bro. Yeah, sure. Joining us uh, now from uh, Arizona is my main man, Darren Ravel. Darren, it's uh, Craig and Evan uh, here in New York. I was just wondering... If there's still a market for those uh, signed Kevin Durant uh, net uh, cards you have in your possession, this 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 must have been the fastest turnaround for an owner ever. They announced Matt Ishbia at what 11 a.m. yesterday here, and and uh, his team is now like third most likely to win the NBA title. Pretty yeah, remarkable. Pretty uh, pretty good start. They kinda won't win the NBA title. Kind of so Steve Cohen esque. Uh, anyhow, how are things in Arizona? Or I wonder. You know, for the locals there, not that you get to see a lot of them because there's such an influx of people from all over the uh, the country for a Super Bowl. Are they Super Bowl heavy, or is it all Phoenix Suns right now? Right. Well, today it's just Phoenix Suns. Yep. You know, guys getting traded. Like, literally, you can't talk about anything else. The only thing that I'm really seeing is people being surprised at the Super Bowl ticket plummeting and kind of really? where that's yeah you know it's 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 now in how do you define of, plummeting yeah uh last 48 hours the get-in has gone from about five thousand bucks to three thousand all right that's a significant that's a 40 percent drop yeah not not you know in the affordable range but it's so now the only thing that's going to stop this drop is someone who's already at the waste management or someone who's around who just says or a displaced fan who just says i'm just going to go and usually this it happens this way where it never the market never the only time the market ever fell out was the uh was the one in new orleans the first brady super bowl see what's where you had what that's so weird to me because philly fans travel very very well Kansas City, of course, no stranger to the Super Bowl. They travel very well. It's a great matchup, all the nonsense you want to talk about. But do you want to be there, Craig? That's the thing. Like, everyone says, hey, are you really the best fan if you're at the game? Like, I don't know. I know I know plenty of guys who say, I just want to, I'm an Eagles fan. I just want to be locked in a room and watch yeah. on TV. It's not that good watching a football I agree. Game. Listen, I went crowd. to, I've told the story many times, I went to 12 consecutive Super Bowls. I stayed for three of them. But does, yep. it, does it also hurt to your point that the Eagles fan base has been in a Super Bowl relatively recently? Yeah, that's true. And the Chiefs have been there a couple of times where there may be fans who've done the trip in the last half a decade who say, well, I did that once, I'm not doing it again. I think the price well, If it was the Bills, forget about it. Right? That's like, different. Yes, were, I agree. If it were the, the Bills, like yeah. this ticket, there's no way this ticket would be less than you know, $8,000 because everyone would be coming. But, yes, obviously it's, it's, it's the Alabama in the national championship syndrome. Right, right, like right. how many times are you going to go? And it's you know the one when the once in a lifetime becomes thir- third in a lifetime and fourth in a lifetime, it's just not that cool. And the reality is that you know the people that have those get-in tickets, which are not the best tickets in the building, are trying to make a profit. They're panicking right now. They don't want to be stuck holding the ticket because they're not going to the game. So they're lowering the price now to just guarantee the sale at a, at a smaller profit, so they can move on. That's really what's going on. Super Bowl. I mean, the Super Bowl is also a different animal. People like the commercials. People like. I mean, I. I. I it, it, it's completely different. Um, but I know so many people who, and you guys have heard this before, where even they're going to a regular season game and they say, "I went to the regular season game. I went to the game." And then I call the person later and say, "Hey, what are you doing now? You went to the Giants game." He's like, "I'm watching the Giants game." Right. I'm like, "What? <laughs> right, what are you doing? Right, what are you, right. what are you watching? The Giants? You were just at 
the Giants game. He's like, no, 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 no. I need to see it now. I'm like, well, that's why you're not married. He's like, no, I got to see the game. I'm like, well, why'd you go? It's that, a good point. That's an Evan Roberts move right there. <laughs> Evan is the king of that. Talking to Dan Ravel. You know, one of the reasons I wanted Dan to come on, everyone knows this, and I'm a compulsive gambler. I don't gamble. I can't gamble. But I'm obviously aware of what's going on, and I was, I was really struck by the fact, and I guess I shouldn't have been, that this year, and it's a landslide number, there will be nearly $16 billion legally wagered on the uh, the Super Bowl. If you had a couple billion more, you know, neighborhood boogies and whatnot, it'll be in the ballpark of $20 billion wagered on Sunday's game. We've never seen anything like that. And I'm trying to figure out who's exposed here. I was told that by far... A uh, significant amount of money is on Philly as opposed to Kansas City. Are you seeing the same thing? Yeah, that's that's the thing. I mean, the the props are obviously the thing where there the number of props are insane, and the money on the props in the past couple of years has has just grown to get the casual person involved. Um, and the one thing that we saw, which is just crazy, is someone put on Twitter that uh, that there was a pro football page where the script was revealed. <laughs> and it's 37, 34. I saw that. <laughs> and it, okay, so... so and it had it had the, it had you know the temperature and yeah. the time the game kicked off and it, it was right and so I, I call up the sports book I'm like hey you guys are doing this correct score kind of thing right. let, let me ask you a question out of all the bets is is the one the Eagles thirty seven <laughs> the Chiefs thirty four is that the one where you're getting the most money they're like by five times I'm like, oh my god so I mean, people oh, bought god. into it so I'm oh, get this right first off you know if you've gambled at all you know that you know those types of bets are sucker bets you are not going to win them ninety plus percentage of the time it is how casinos and you've documented <laughs> this as well make the far majority of their money on sports wagering yeah. are on uh, your know, bets exotic bets like that but you're telling me that a guy goes on Twitter after the Arian Foster interview saying that the NFL is scripted and yes. says he found the script for the Super Bowl. It's and, a screen grab from uh, a page that is not I saw existed, it. but it yeah. looks exactly like, yeah. yeah. All right, yeah. and the betting public was like, hey, just in case this is right, I got to get in on it? Let me let me let me tell you something. Guys. <laughs> if there was a script, okay, if there was a script, and by the, by the, by the way, the best thing David Stern ever said to me was, he goes, when people say it's scripted, do they understand that they're accusing me of fraud and racketeering and I could go to jail for 10 years? Like, this is not a light claim. But if Roger Goodell actually had the script, and by the way, to script every player and every motion is like a ballet, right. okay, it's very stupid. But if that was the script, guess what? It's not the script anymore! It's not the script anymore! <laughs> and when, and when the, the, the place has told you that it's 5 to 1, uh, you, you're talking millions of dollars then that are being wagered on this Fugazi script, yes. right? Yes, Mil millions of dollars. And millions and millions and millions more wagered on the coin toss. Yeah, so uh, let me walk Evan through that. Is that you the know, most popular bet? Not the most popular. The game it's one, is the it's most one, popular. It's, one, it's, it's probably in the top five. Wow. As, well, as far as a non-game outcome bet. Yeah, it's yeah, up to, but here's yeah. where this became famous. For those of you that don't know, back in the day... Uh, and when I was gambling uncontrollably, I've been on the coin toss, so, you know, it's a 50-50 proposition, right? But it didn't become well-known until, of all people, Wayne Gretzky's wife, uh, Janet Gretzky, who's a well-known gambler in gambling circles, made a $50,000 wager. It's probably 
Darren maybe 20 years ago now and won the bet. And that then uh, started uh, an investigation, and obviously uh, it blew up Rick Tockett's spot as a guy yep. that was running a, a bookmaking operation in South Philly with a couple state troopers. But it and started then, and then with Janet Gretzky. Was, yeah. yeah, yeah. what happened after that was then the Imperial Palace in Vegas started taking it, and then the Nevada Gaming Control Board said, wait, we don't think you can take this bet. And they're like, well, it happens on the field of play, right? Because Nevada's right. worried about, is there a human controlling it? And they're like, well, there's a human controlling it, but it's not with a string. Like, right. they don't know. Right. And then, it, so first it was head tails. Then it was, what team will be the first to make an offensive play? But then the problem was that Belichick would always defer. So then that actually had to go into the, right. the odds. But the, the truth is that now the coin toss is a really good thing for the books because they offer zero juice. Now, this is the, this is the weird thing. If you believe that at this point the, uh, the, everything is so tight, the lines are so tight that there's not really much value and everything is a 50-50 split, the coin toss is actually the best bet at this point because sure. it's 50-50 with zero juice. So there's actually an argument to be made that if you think that everything's refined and, you know, the eagle should be one and a half and everything else that goes on, the coin toss has the – you're paying the books in layman's terms the least money. Right. So there is there is some uh, something to yeah, that. Yeah, it's but like it's going into a casino. Like the best bet you can make in a casino is red or black at a roulette table. It's 50-50. Uh, it's right. a little less because of double zero, obviously, but you get the point. Uh, yeah, and it's become because of the uh, the advent of mobile wagering and the fact that so many people are doing it legally now. Yeah, they're trying to figure out, I don't want to you know, put my toe in the water. Oh, that'll be fun. I don't have to know anything about football. I don't know the quarterback's names, but I know heads and tails, so I'll put a couple bucks on that, and that's how it starts, and that's how it grows. Now, let me tell you one more thing. Stanford, there's a paper at Stanford that actually says there is an edge in the coin toss. What? It, it's what you what the what the ref starts on. So if the if the tail is up or the head is up, it is a 51 percent chance of what starts up. Given a nor, as, assuming it's not a aggressive flip and it's a real flip. Right? How high, how high does the coin go? And then Evan, the other thing is remember there are two ways to flip a coin. You could flip it, catch it, and then put it on the top of your, the back of your hand, or, or, hit or the, you, hit or the you let it hit the ground. So do we know right. which officials flipping the coin and their track record for the kind of flips that they usually I, do? Dude, I, I, I wish I knew. And then the other the other thing the other thing that I like is so like the commercials for me has been just it's horrible over the last 10 years because they give it all away, right? Like all these ad firm guys are like, oh, let's get the ROI through YouTube. So we'll have, we'll tell the boss that we already have 20 million hits before the Super Bowl starts. What about the fact that when I'm sitting on the couch, I've already seen it. And now I can actually go to the bathroom and not care about it. So, so there, you know, the, the guys at, at uh, Miller Coors are basically like, okay, we're going to have people predict the, the, right. the commercial. They have and they have six spots only to see a most seen it. You can go on DraftKings and you can guess the twelve questions and you know and then they have a kitty of, of prizes. So like that's one of those things too where it's like even things that aren't betting, 
has kind of become, you know, the, the whole yeah, idea well, of betting is surrounded right. everything. You can bet on everything now. Listen, you're right. Like, you know, I do a show on Fox. I'm sure I could ask, hey, you guys know the commercial stop sets? Of course they do. They know the <laughs> order. They know who, what commercials up first, what, you know. And then that's the issue. It's like when you, uh, you know, in some states, for example, you can't wager on the Grammys or the Oscars, let's Correct. say. But there are because people that person, know the outcome, there's a right? Person who knows, right? There's a and person who knows. the reality is that you know you don't know who that person is. That person's most likely not uh, a man of generational wealth. And if you know who that person is, that you can probably get to the person. Right? Hey, what's in Craig, the envelope you know for the, best picture? You know, Craig, right. Do you know this? Do you know the security around the Pepsi halftime show when Pepsi had it? I mean, I, like just the just just the just the rehearsal. Yes. To go to the rehearsal and who was on the list and who was who who, who sees the rehearsal. Well, how I about mean, it, it, yeah? But how about this one? I'll give you one that it came, this happened a couple years ago. As many people know, we're talking to Dan Ravel. You can now wager on the length of the national anthem. Well, yes. a couple years ago, and that building is locked down like Fort Knox, like what you're talking about with Pepsi, right? So because they do an actual live rehearsal in the stadium. All right? Yes. So I forget who the performer was, but it was a couple years ago. Because they did a live performance while the building was locked down, there was a couple construction guys like 10 blocks away mining their own yeah, on business. The outside, on the outside. Yeah. You could hear outside, the outside the stadium, they heard it. They recorded it. Everybody knew exactly how long the anthem was going to be. <laughs> yeah, and, so, so, yeah. So when I, yeah, when I used to work for, for NBC and I was standing out there on the stanchions, for for CNBC, and I was out there. Uh, you could even when you were on the outside, you could hear what the first song was. You could hear what the national. You could hear right. it all, huh. which is why they still do it, and they're it's available in some states. But like, try to get more than fifty dollars on it. Good luck. Right? Isn't there a wager out there now? People are talking about, and this is just shows you the ridiculousness of some of the gambling that's out there on. What's Rihanna's last song going to be? Who's the special guest going to be? Stuff like that. Uh, there, uh, there is a will a uh, a body part of Rihanna's be revealed, which is so stupid what? because it's only happened once with Janet Jackson by right. accident. There is actually a prop; it is real, where you can bet on that. It's 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 minus sixteen hundred for no. Uh, I mean, God, once you get it, some great odds on the possibility, it's a yes. Can you, yes. So when it happens, someone goes yes, and you're like. You were rooting for that? No, I just won money off it. That's a $3,200 nipple. Yes. <laughs> we're now, going to dinner, honey. I, I got to ask you a question now because I've not followed it recently. Uh, you've been very public about your wagers. And uh, sometimes I, I worry about that because if you have a good weekend, I worry that that's going to encourage people that, oh, it's easy to do. How did you wind up for the year in, in NFL? Were you up or were you down? I think I was down around Thirteen thousand five hundred bucks. So this is one of the things that I do. I am very transparent. You can see every bet of mine since December fourth, two thousand eighteen. So I know exact. If you go to the Action Network that I work for, you can go on my page. You can see exactly how much I bet, and you can see how much I lost. And I talk about it. And Craig, especially given your history, yeah. I think this is really important because. Uh, I'm not just talking about when I win. You can see all my bets. And I think a problem with problem gambling is people forget their losses fast yes. and they try to forget them. And if you, if you don't allow yourself to forget them and they're in front of your face and they're tracked, 
I think that's a major, major, like that will ensure that you don't go above your bankroll and you're looking at it well, and it's not just in air. I'll do you one better. Uh, you know, part of you and I went through my trial, you know, they subpoena all your uh, casino records, okay? Yep. And this just happened to me maybe a couple weeks ago because you know, I'm, I'm many years now away from that moment in my life. But I happen to stumble upon it in an old document. And forget about the wins and losses because I've been very public. You know, I've had seven-figure wins. I've had seven-figure losses, you know, and I'm wagering a ridiculous amount of money. But I went back and I was reading a document that, you know, when I played because of the amount I was playing, every hand is monitored. And there's a report on it because uh, they wanted to make sure I wasn't counting cards. And in reality, counting cards is more of a Hollywood thing. There aren't 10 men alive today in this country that truly count cards the way you saw right, right. in the Ben Mesrick book, uh, You're 21. It, Bringing uh, down the house. Yeah, only a handful of guys have ever truly done it at that level. In any event, because of how much I was wagering, they want to make sure that I'm not aware of the count. Even if I was, am I betting the count, right? Now, for laymen okay. out there, when you play blackjack... Um, they give a numerical value to cards, and when the deck is in a high positive number, it means that there's a lot of tens left, Mean the okay. deck is in the player's favor. All right, whatever. Long story short, I went back and I looked uh, at a, a trip I made to an Atlantic City casino over the course of uh, four hours of gambling, and I was disgusted reading it. Because if I if I put it out there publicly, maybe one day I will, not for the glorifying of how much money, because I'd probably take the money out of it, the amount of wagers, how many times I went from one table to another table. Right, you couldn't have possibly been doing anything good. Right, and there were nights I won doing it, but the point was it was the behavior of a manic person, win or losing, and it really struck me because I, I had not looked at it in a long time, and now I'm looking at a piece of paper documenting how I wagered, how often I wagered, the amount of hands I wagered, how often I went from this table to that table to this table to that table, and I was disgusted with myself looking at it. Uh, and I think being transparent like you are with your bets, people need to understand the brightest people, the most well-connected people, the people who have like, legitimate algorithms and break stuff down are going to still do a lot of losing. And what's my, fast, my, yeah. my best year in college football was 58%, okay? I mean, which, which, barely, which barely makes you any money. Right. right, and that barely makes you money. I can tell you as a fact, in the history of handicapping, there is no such handicapper in the world that has ever had back-to-back -back years over 60%. It doesn't happen. Right. Right. And the greatest right. gambler of all time, a guy named Happy Walters, who Armin Katayin just wrote a book with, which comes out later in August, never sold a pick. Because it, the handicappers aren't any better at picking games than uh, the chicken in my backyard is. They're great yeah. marketers. They're not great handicappers. In any event, I think it's good that you publicize that because people need to recognize, yeah, you know what? You're a net loser this year. You can afford yep. it. You're being responsible, and that's all right. But it's not this pie in the sky. I won every parlay. I win every bet. You know, I'm the cat's meow in gambling. So I think it's good yeah, to do no, that. Yeah, especially given live betting, right? I mean, now sure. we have live betting where, you know, you want to scratch back and scratch back and keep going. I'm, go I'm going to make it back tonight. Before I go to sleep, I'm going to be at zero. I'm yeah. going well, to fight. Yeah, chasing's the worst thing. I've told, Evan and I have had this conversation offline because Evan, although he, I speak for you here, does not bet a lot of money. 
he has become very good at in-game NBA I wagering. I love line betting, yeah, yeah. And I've told, what have I told you a million times? Be disciplined. That's when it. When they make you an offer to guarantee you a win, get out and take I'm the, the win. I'm the king of cash outs. I cash out all the time. <laughs> right. I, I, would, I, I would say one thing about live betting, because I do about 80% live betting. Just, just make sure that, you know, try in the moment to have an edge. and But realize that... Every score then becomes part of their algorithm to make the computer smarter. And if you think in thin air you're going to be better than that, figure out what it is. So for me, and I know we don't have much time here, but for me, I always bet live unders because the algorithm accounts for people rooting for offense and for them to always be an over. So so that is actually some sort of edge that stays consistent. It's a very small edge, but just realize that you are going up against a computer, and the computer is getting smarter every single day. Right. Are you? No, you're not. No. You're not. Now, real quick, what what's the deal with uh, the, you and J.J. Watt? I saw you waiting for him after that last game, <laughs> and I'm like, it was a little stalkery. I wasn't sure what was going on. No, listen, J, J, listen <laughs> J.J. and I are friends. We're, we're business partners in a canned cocktail business. We're business partners in other things. Company's called Kickstand. Um, listen, I went to fly out to see him to surprise him for his last game, and I did not. Everyone hates on everything. Like right. you know, I'm right. the most hated man on Twitter. So of course it has to go wrong. So he goes around the stadium. You know how he's throwing the balls to the fans. Right. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna get killed if I stop him publicly in his last ball throw. So I'm just gonna go in the middle of, you know, the, the when he's going to the locker room, and I'm gonna stop him. Well, he keeps walking, keeps walking, keeps walking, and I hit him on the back at like 50 feet before special needs kids are waiting for him. Oh. And of course, the video then becomes Darren Ravel stops special needs kids from seeing JJ Watt, Jeez. which, by the way, JJ already talked to him and this and that. I didn't even see them. And I was just surprising him. Just a case in point, everything goes wrong when social media. Boy, you off. are a bad guy. I was thinking, what a bad guy. <laughs> I'm a horrible guy. What a horrible guy. Look at this guy. <laughs> How now, could you do that to the kids? It's for the kids. So here's How the, could you do that to the kids? Here's the question. Are you flying back home or are you staying for the game? Uh, right now I have an, you know, I've done like you, Craig, this is, this is Super Bowl 21. So I am, uh, I have a flight back at, uh, 1145 PM, uh, the red eye so that I don't have to deal with the Monday morning airport, which is the biggest yes. nightmare after Thanksgiving. It is a problem. And if you fly private, uh, late Sunday night is the worst airport experience for the bougie out there that do fly privately, but I got you. Well, look, safe travels. Appreciate you coming on. and Always yeah, great talking to you I think we, By the way, I do think there is a place to have some roundtable uh, public conversations about gambling in this manner, which I think would be very helpful for we a lot of people. It. So yeah, I'd love to have it. you be a part of that. So I appreciate that. Of course. That. Of All right, kiddo, be good. All right, be good. I uh, talked to this, uh, Darren Ravel, who's uh, become a friend over the last couple of years. And uh, interesting stuff. He is uh, very uh, much disliked on Twitter. He said something that made me very, very sick at the beginning yeah. of the interview. Go ahead. He talked about the getting price for the Super Bowl. And I started thinking, sounds a lot like a devil. <laughs> I'm like, wow. Yes, you're pretty close. That's, that's pretty damn close. And Adele's there every week. Every weekend. <laughs> By the way, did you see the Brett Favre news? I uh, did not. Brett Favre is suing two members of the media 
For the Mississippi thing? For, for I guess, saying defamatory allegations against him. Go ahead. Because obviously he's involved in the $77 million welfare fraud scheme. Yeah. Here are the two people. You're right. The big time names. He is suing Pat McAfee. He is suing Shannon Sharp. And according to Brett's spokesman, Shannon Sharp and Pat McAfee tried to further their careers by making baseless defamatory allegations against Brett Favre. Sharp called Favre a sleazeball on his TV show in September while accusing the retired quarterback of knowingly stealing $1.1 million in the Mississippi Welfare Funds Exchange. McAfee said Favre stole from the people of Mississippi. So basically the things that we're all saying about Brett Favre. Honestly, that's the accusation that's out there. But those two names specifically are being sued by Brett Favre. Um, How about that? Well, so here's the issue. Uh, Favre has not been charged in the case, which has already resulted in several guilty pleas, and he has since repaid the $1.1 million. He refused to pay uh, about $220,000 in interest that was being charged to him, uh, and he maintained that he did not know the origin of the funds. This comes down to there was money that was originally earmarked for... um, uh, the people that are under the poverty line right. in Mississippi and money was earmarked away from them, allegedly towards uh, the building of a new volleyball gym right. at the University of Mississippi where I believe his daughter attends. I believe that that's the, the gist of it. Yeah. In December, Mississippi's Department of Human Services dropped its $1.1 million demand from Favre, admitting that he repaid the debt while issuing a new $5 million demand, saying that he used anti-poverty funds to pay for a volleyball arena at his alma mater, the University, pardon me, of Southern Mississippi. I apologize. I'm just trying to find an update here where what the defamation is based He hasn't been charged. Like, Brett Favre has not been charged. He has not been charged, no. Now, his reputation has been ruined, and it certainly hasn't just been Shannon Sharp and Pat McAfee who said that. So this guy, there's a guy whose last name is White. He's being sued as well. Favre is claiming that this guy White, who's he's a, a Mississippi state auditor, auditor right, 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 repeatedly misled the public about his involvement in the case. So what's interesting about that is that if a guy in a professional capacity, as the Mississippi auditor, publicly says this happened, and you rely on that right. without doing your own investigative, exhaustive research which is what everyone does all day long on the news and on the radio, have you defamed them or as the auditor That's the tough them? thing because McAfee and Sharp are both saying the things that, hey, Brett stole money from the people. Because the auditor said because, that. Right, right, because of what we had read. Hmm. But he wasn't charged with anything. Uh, he has not been charged, and apparently right. whatever money went through him or that was earmarked with his name on it, they are now saying he has paid it back. That's why... When we have to, when we talk about a case like this, you always say he's accused of. Well, here's the deal, <laughs> but here's the issue. Right. So this auditor, this Mississippi auditor, and I'm quoting now, we know that Mr. Favre not only knew that he was receiving money from this nonprofit, which was funded by taxpayer dollars, we know that the funding for that was a sham, and we we know that he knows that too. Now, I think there's a there's a, there's a semantical aspect to this. If you and I go on the radio or TV and we say the Mississippi auditor has accused him of A, B, C, and D, right. and we have an opinion uh, based on that statement, that's one thing. If you and I come out and say 
you and I know right. that he that's cheated the, the poor people out of this money, maybe that's actionable. If right. we refer to the report of, I don't think that's an elected position, but an appointed political position in Mississippi, well, according to this guy, and based on what that guy says, my right, opinion right. is this. Or he's accused of this. I think at that place where you'd be clean. I agree. I think it's when you say, I know Brett Favre stole from the people of Mississippi. That's And I think that's specifically what Pat and Shannon said, and that's where they're... Brett yeah. people going well, after. No, I get I, the McAfee thing is McAfee said the same thing. He yeah. said he stole from the people of Mississippi. Yeah, he didn't say he's being accused of it. Right, he's saying he did it. Right, and I'm not sure legally where that what the rub is on that. Yeah, I don't know if he can win this, but he is suing them for how much? I don't know. I mean, imagine it's probably going to be a re- maybe. I don't know that you have to acknowledge how much is it. It's got to be over a certain amount of money, right? Yep. Uh, now, to, to be fair. Favre was one of 38 individuals being sued by the state back in May trying to recoup $24 million. And weren't there text like, oh, messages actual. that came out in which it showed that he was trying to divert $5 million um, to this volleyball area, volleyball court in South Mississippi? Apparently in 2017, it? there were text messages revealed that Favre did effort to divert $5 million, bucks, as you just said. And there is a text message from Favre, quote, is there any way the media can find out where the money came from and how much? I mean, that doesn't look good. <laughs> yeah. That, 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 that doesn't look good, does it? But he has denied it, and he has not been charged. He has not right? been charged, no. Right. Uh, well, that's so... Listen, I mean, I don't think that... Just on the, on, the, on the face of it, I think he'd be in a very tough spot to win. But that doesn't mean you aren't going to be put in a spot to have to defend yourself and get lawyers and all that. Right. Right? Because uh, that's interesting. Yeah. It's aggressive, too. But, you know, it's probably a, uh, from a standpoint of, listen, I'm not being charged with anything. I didn't do anything fair, wrong. Fair or not, and I think you'd agree with me on this, it's Brett Favre's reputation has been It's ruined. already It's already it's, gone. It's Shattered. gone. Yeah. It's, it's gone. Because, people, it's, listen, people don't want to hear anything once you're being accused of something. Right. Now, you know, it's it's the old, I'll never forget, you know, I, I bring up Derek Coleman every now and then, more about you know, wearing a uh, jacket and tie on Nets trips back in the day when, remember, you remember me famously wrote that blank yeah, check yeah. Right. and so, said, just find me for the rest of the year. Yes. I'm not putting on a jacket and tie yes. to get on a chartered bus to a chartered flight to a hotel, right? Yes. Uh, you know, he made a point I, where there was a net way back in the day that was accused of some sexual improprieties. And it was the front page. I think it was Derek himself, actually. Right. And it was the front page story, the accusation. Like a month later, it turned out it was completely made up. Wasn't even in the same room as the person, right? And the retraction was tiny. Right. And he was rightfully so livid about that, that you uh, besmirched my name and character on the front page based on an unfounded accusation. But when the truth comes out and I'm fully exonerated... Where's the front page retraction? Right. And he's right I, about that. I think in Brett's case, though, he's never going to be fully exonerated. He just may never be charged. You know what I mean? Like, Well, the court of public enough... opinion, he's a bad guy right. no matter what and, now. And, like, whether he's charged or not, even if you if you read about the case, it looks like he did knowingly do something wrong. Does he not? Especially when you see the text messages from 2017. So even if he's never charged, if you read about it, he doesn't look good in it. He doesn't come away like, ah, he's, this is all BS and it's all made up. I don't think you could read about this and walk away feeling that way about it. No. 
No. Like, like it's not like I go, man, I feel so bad for Brett. He no. was totally wrong here. He did nothing wrong. Right. Uh, he's suing us, uh, seeking nominal and general damages from all three. And I'm quoting now, including compensation for injury to Favre's character and reputation. He's also seeking unspecified punitive or exemplary damages. Well, look, you know, one thing, if you're being accused of stuff and you don't fight back or defend yourself, a lot of people say, hey, see? Yeah. If he didn't do this and people are saying he did it as fact, why isn't he suing him? Right. So part of this is also sometimes you play defense by having a strong offense, right? Yeah, I get you. So that could be the case here too. Mm, all right. And right before the Super Bowl where you know it's going to get what? Attention. You're Brett Favre. Yes. You sue somebody, public figures. And you sue big names. to the Super Bowl. Yeah. You are going to get a lot of attention. And you go after big names who are talking about right. the Super and Bowl. And you're going to have uh, 500 radio stations on Radio Rotomar talking about it. Yep. Right? Yep. There you go. We got to take a break there, tell me. We got my main man, Andy Goldberg, coming up for a second. The New York Mets will be seen during the Super Bowl locally. And we'll figure out uh, whose idea that was, how much it costs, and if it's going to get you to buy tickets. I thought it was very clever. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.